Right, I tell you what, guess the animal. You've got to make a noise. I could guess it. Okay, and in what ways is relevant to our podcast about football? Oh, meow. <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> Right, let's talk about fixtures then. Okay. The fixtures are out. And you kind of got really excited about, oh, it's fixture day, it's fixture oh. day, it's fixture day. And I was like, I don't really get it. And I think I'm going to really struggle from here on. Yeah. Because World Cup, I like it because, like, that every match counts. Like, okay, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out if you lose. Whereas right. the, the, the actual, like, leagues, it's just constant football and nothing happens. Uh, no, something does happen uh, each weekend, either like a 5-5 draw, which is just incredible, or like 10 red cards in one match, which is not possible, I don't think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the yeah, that always happens every weekend, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah no, but like, fix your release, Dave. You've just got a promotion especially. That is when it's most important, because you're from Portsmouth, you're yeah. a bit of a po- Pompey fan. I'm a Pompey lad, mate. Pompey lad. <laughs> um, so if Portsmouth got promotion, which they did last season, right? The first yeah. game, you'd be like, oh, which big team are we playing? Berry, or somewhere, <laughs> somewhere like yeah. that. This this time... Um, We're sticking around. You're sticking around, you're in League One again. Yeah. Huddersfield managed to, my team, stay up. Some yeah. Against all the odds, we managed to stay up we, somehow. We both stayed up. Yeah. We didn't go down. No, I mean, Portsmouth nearly reached the playoffs. Huddersfield nearly went down. We both refused to go down. Yeah, exactly. There's one team that didn't go up. Mm-hmm. And that was Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only laughing because you actually put on the on the planning sheet for this podcast. Okay, let's not get too Who meta. are Leeds fixtures? <laughs> Hashtag Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Which Leeds games are you going to? As a Huddersfield fan... I'm not a big fan of Leeds. Okay, you want to do all the stadiums. Does that include Ellen? Yeah. Does that include Leeds' yeah. stadium? Unfortunately, yes. Are you going to finish off with them? You know, save the best for last? Well, this is the problem, okay? Because I, I, I've said I will only go if Huddersfield are playing Leeds. What about Pompey? Fine, I'll go in the Portsmouth end if they play Leeds. But what are the chances this season of Leeds playing Portsmouth or Huddersfield? <laughs> okay. Wow. So, fixtures, what are the highlights for you then if you're, like, excited for them? Well, for the first time ever, the Premier League actually starts on a Friday night, I think. Okay. Um, is that is that is that a big deal? Is it? Yeah, okay. because this is... So when they announced the TV rights at the start of last season and suddenly every match was worth, like, £30 million or something daft mm-hmm. like that, um, this is the reason. They're going to start playing matches regularly on a Friday night, Um from this season onwards. They trialled it, I think, last season. Okay. They did the odd Friday night match, and it seemed to work. So they're going to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there'll be something on the telly. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. I've just realised I've made a little bit of a mistake because last season started on a Friday night as well. Did it? Yeah. Arsenal played Leicester in a 4-3 win for Arsenal. I do remember that match. I apologise. You're so odd. How do you remember stuff like that? I remember the first game of last season. Sunderland versus Derby at the Stadium of Light and Derby won, I think, 2-0. <laughs> oh, my God. For the first official match of this season, we're going to. Reading versus Derby. Yeah, I don't know about this. Why? Because I don't know any of the teams. Like, I have no affiliation with them. I don't care about either of them. What does it matter? 
because I want to do all the stadiums, all right? You're going. <laughs> Being dragged along. Should I do a vlog? Yeah. You see, I should have done that. <gasps> yeah. You I'd missed a trick here. I have. Bin me off and do a, do a podcast about stadiums. Balls! Don't know if you... Well, you should probably have heard of this story. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, I know him. Good. Thank God you know him. Um, he has moved from Real Madrid to Juventus. Okay, is this a big deal? Yeah. It is, it is kind of a big deal because I thought he's never ever going to move from Real Madrid. Now he's he's treated like a god at Real Madrid. So who who is he played for? He played for Man U. Yes, Real, Real Madrid. Madrid, and then Real Madrid now to Juventus for about a hundred million pounds. Okay, the Italians, the Juventus owners, actually really want to win the Champions League so badly. So this is Europe's biggest competition. Well, apart from the Euros, biggest club competition. Um, and Juventus haven't won it for a very long time, but Real Madrid have not stopped winning it, possibly because of Ronaldo. And so now the Juventus chairman, the owner, has gone, yes, thank God, we've signed Ronaldo. <laughs> Shortly now we're going to win the Champions League. Will they? Don't know. We'll have to find out this season. We'll have to see how, just how good Ronaldo is with this Juventus squad. Every goal he scored at Real Madrid... The, the big screens, there's two of them right. at the Bernabeu. And he they're on the roof. They're sort of up on high up. So he actually turns around and looks at himself celebrating the goals. I, I don't we... know anyone as vain as Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I think me and him would really get on. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, in that way? No! <laughs> no! You like your proper manly man, don't you? <laughs> Connor Chaplin for Portsmouth. <laughs> Who else did you like from the Croatia squad? Uh, who was it from Croatia that I liked? Was that Rebic, number 18? Yes. You really fancied him. I didn't really fancy him. I said he's all right, because we were trying to find one attractive person. We were quite struggling from that game, weren't we? Yeah. Um, I don't really fancy Slabhead. But um, <laughs> Ivan Rakitic, the Croatian player with a bit of blonde in his hair. Not the one with the ponytail, but the other guy. Plays for Barcelona. Let me Google it. Yeah. No, no, I'm not too sure about him. No? No. You can have him. Speaking of players Where from is the this same, going? <laughs> no, no, like speaking from um, of players from teams that you might fancy. Yeah. What if you played for a football team and you kind of fancied the a player on your team? How do you feel about that? I think it's different when you. I think it's different when you know them. Yeah. Because there's bound to be straight people that you think, oh, they're quite cute. Yeah. Or they're hot or whatever. But when it comes to when it when I don't I don't think I would ever have a crush on a straight person. Right. Okay. Because you need to sort of I need I need uh, you need, I need confirmation to that to it could happen. I'm, yeah. I need. Uh, yeah. It needs to work both ways. I think. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. <laughs> You're just dreaming of it. I don't okay, know. I'll come back to you in about 30 minutes. Yeah, I'll need about 30. Hmm? 35. This is a little jingle to fill space between times when we're talking, because otherwise it doesn't make sense. Balls! So last time we were joined by Di Cunningham and Joe White from... Big up, Di and Joe. Damn right. From Three Lions Pride... Dem de lads. Dem de lads. Speaking of other lads... The crew. And lasses yeah and everybody in between uh soho fc and many other lgbt football teams up and down the country um playing each other i wonder what it's like to be in an lgbt football team andy ward hello how are you doing i'm good thank you how are you yeah not too bad not too bad end of the day so 
Yes. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us about about your story then. Like, how did you get to Soho yeah. FC? Um, well, controversially, I came from uh, another club called Still Titan, uh, which is one of uh, Soho's biggest rivals. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, <laughs> it was controversial because the first game I played for Soho uh, was actually against Still Titan. <laughs> and I, didn't, I, I don't think they fully realised that I left the club and then went to Soho. Uh, so that was, an, that was an interesting game. Just saw you on the pitch, like, what are you doing here? I haven't seen you yeah. in ages. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I found them through um, Student Pride. So, um, yeah, Titans were there, um, lots of other companies there. Uh, and, yeah, I just thought it was really different that a football club would be doing, well, would have an LGBT football club. Like, I couldn't even imagine that was a was a thing really so, so had to be a part of it um really fun and then i found out about soho so <laughs> have you always been a fan of football yeah big time who big do you time. support man united oh yeah I, I i think i maybe i fell in love with uh ronaldo rather than football <laughs> <laughs> who didn't <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i think that's more the uh more how I got into football. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a football fanatic. So so I'm from Somerset. So we, we didn't have any of this sort of um, LGBT football or any LGBT sports at least. So to, to find a club where you were represented and <laughs> for Soho to do that, um, it's, it's amazing really. So you, you play for um, a, a, an LGBT football club. So every player I'm yeah. guessing is LGBT um, yeah. Orientated. Um, no, not everyone. Okay. Not everyone. We do get some of the the, uh, the straights. <laughs> <laughs> the straights. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, we. Um, so I think it's yeah, it's mostly people from LGBT backgrounds. We don't get many girls playing with uh, for the team, uh, which is sad. But it's yeah, it's people that are trans or they're gay or they're bi. Um, I, would, I would say that makes up about 70% of the club. What about the yeah. rest of the league then? I, I'm guessing it's a, a fairly LGBT league. Yeah. So you'd, yeah. you'd play different teams from different places around the country that are all LGBT right. teams. So it, it's called the Unity League um, and it's made up of eight different gay football teams. Uh, and then Soho sits in there. You've also got uh, Still Titans. You've got uh, East End Phoenix, all of these different clubs. Um around sort of London, uh, some of them are in Birmingham, I think, uh, Manchester, uh, Cardiff, and they basically play one another uh, throughout the season. I'm quite like a newbie to, to the world of football in its entirety, really. I kind of got dragged yeah. into it and thought, you know what, this is a little bit interesting, actually. Sorry about um, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a, is a whole sort of separate league. What's stopping yeah. you from getting involved in the other leagues? Well, I, I don't know. I think, I, to be honest, I probably would. I would get involved in a league, but it's just. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm mainly there because of the community and like the, the people that I'm around. So, for me, uh, in London, sort of don't know many people. Um, it was it was it was really good to have that um, access to like a community of football lovers, but also people of the same background as me. Um, so. Yeah, I think it. I think it means much more than just just the game, um, just playing the game. I don't think any of us are amazing. I would say, <laughs> we're pretty <laughs> average players. Um, and and yeah, I think 
I think it's I think it's just the community aspect that I prefer over uh, uh, you know normal Sunday league football teams. That's what makes them so popular. Even with straight people as well, like that's probably why they're why they <laughs> they want to play for our for our clubs. If if for example. Um you got snapped up maybe or we're in talks with like a bigger football league (laughs) club for example yeah um and are you are you openly gay yourself or yes you are okay so um you went to this football league club and you are the only gay player at that club would you be more open to telling the world would you tell all of your teammates if you're on that team no no i don't think i would that's oh. the sad thing. I think you feel like, um, I think you would feel like you wouldn't want to be out of place in that group. Yeah. So therefore, to have something different about yourself or uh, not be fully out, then it's it it, it, it causes that concern. Um, there's also like a lot of um, banter, uh, like <laughs> however sort of unharmful it, it may seem, that can also mm. be a, a big deterrent. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like the, uh, uh, the the gay the gay club, LGBT football. I think it's I think it's great. <laughs> Less of that annoying banter that all the lads yeah. seem to have in in proper football teams. Not saying that you're uh, not a proper football team, but like as oh, I said, they're all wrong. <laughs> oh no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> but but like you, you say, the word banter there makes up a huge sort of aspect of the whole yeah. football oh, experience. Yeah. Do you still have banter amongst your team? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we get we have even we have better banter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just better, okay? Click those yeah. fingers. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the banner is, is like, oh, he's, you know, it's banter over people flirting or maybe attacking a player too much. Like, it, it's, um, it's unique banter. <laughs> I would much prefer the banter in a gay club. <laughs> okay. And have you had, like, um, any negative experiences at, say, going to a Man U game or whatever? Um, no, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I haven't ever had that sort of any, any words ever said to me. So I'm pretty lucky in that regard. But I definitely think, like, growing up when I was sort of playing for my like my local town, mm. uh, which was in Minehead, Somerset, um, there was definitely, like, that banter or that sort of, you know, don't be a puff, you know, be in defence, that sort of stuff. Um, there was there was that sort of culture, like, even growing up, uh, grassroots football. I don't think I've ever been really, like, homophobically abused. Ever really? Are you out when you go to watch football games, or are you sort of reserved? Well, I'm quite a reserved person anyway, so I I don't really yeah I don't flaunt the the gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so weird. You're, you're not an easy <laughs> target. No, I'm not an easy target. Um, yeah. So uh, you, do you feel comfortable in the stands amongst everyone else? Yeah, because I mean I'm still there to support Man United, and I think like. I think most fans are pretty okay with it. I mean, you've got uh, the likes of Gay Gunas. Um, you know, they've got a huge support in, like, mm. Arsenal's um, fan group. I don't think there's, like, a really big one for Man United. But, yeah, there's there's definitely sort of, like, gay fan communities um, that are respected. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't feel... I wouldn't necessarily feel out of place, but I just don't necessarily feel I have to say it or... Um, it's not something that needs it. to be mentioned for you. No, no, I don't think so. I, I think you nailed know, on the head because you, you, you're all there to support that team, so it, it, it shouldn't yeah, really be a problem. But what, why do you think it is a problem for some people? A lot of people are quite insecure. 
about their sexuality still. What LGBT uh, communities are doing in terms of pushing a more positive agenda in football, but there are still uh, a big bunch of people that uh, don't necessarily want to promote their sexuality as much. Yeah, that's that's like the main the main yeah. reason why they're a bit, you know, worried. Yeah, because yeah. you know, I I would be as well. Weird. I, I was. <laughs> I was at first when I, when I went to the football and was out for the first time. I was like, oh right. my god, yeah. what on earth happens now? <laughs> so, so do people say stuff to you then, personally? I haven't heard anything personally to me, but I've heard things right. said in the stands. Um, right, okay. Sort of just said right. out loud, mainly by yeah. uh, the older generation. It's like we went to the uh, Brighton match together. Yeah. And, you know, Brighton be the obvious target. Yeah. yeah. We had something there. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't aimed at us at all, but it was still something that was happening yeah. amongst the crowd. Yeah. We we picked that out and... No, we didn't take it offense, terrible. but it's it's mm. not pleasant. I mean, that that really does. I mean, if you're someone that's like insecure, like I said, mm. um, and you're you're going to a football game, it's like you know, it's, you love football. You kind of have to hide your identity a bit, and therefore, yeah, it can, it can be quite an unnerving uh, situation, especially if you're like a, a Brighton fan as well. Yeah, uh, and you're getting them sort of chance when you go on away games or home games, and you know. I don't think the FA are really stamping down on it as much as they could be. And, like, not have that support or, you know, not, not stamp down it, on it enough is also, like, a big reason why people are going to continue to be, uh, like, nervous or not welcome at these sort of games. So, And what would you like part. to see um, the FA do to try and stamp down on this? Well, I, I think it... I think it it's it's similar to sort of racism in a way. So the the kick it out of football campaign, um, I think it's been really successful. Yeah. I think you've got to have as big a uh, movement as that. We've got sort of rainbow laces. We've got sort of uh, other you know kick homophobia out of football. Um, but if there was something even bigger, so you had like actual football stars coming out and saying that this is wrong, like they do on the the TV adverts for um, kick it out. Mm. Uh, like this, that would be really empowering, I think, um, because I think that it's it's the players that need to influence the fans, um, and it's it, it comes down to the uh, the governing bodies to uh, get players behind this movement and uh, ensure that uh, you know it, it, football is an inclusive sport for all. With with the players that are in the top leagues at the moment, do you think there are gay footballers there that just aren't coming out? Or are they yeah. a bit like you, where they just don't want to really get involved with that kind of football? Yeah, I mean, that's a weird one, isn't it? Like, if you think about the statistics of uh, gay people, it's like one in ten people, I think. But mm. So, like, surely there must be... Well, there's got to be at least one. Um, <laughs> Definitely. There, there, I mean, there's, there's, there's surely so many closeted players there and I, I think that even players after their playing careers they are not out which is which is mad because it's it's not just the uh the players that they're playing with as such that's the reason why they're not out it's it's more the fact that they just want to keep it private or, mm. uh, or they keep it so private that they never come out it's a really strange one it's just, it's a fascinating subject because there are so many different things involved. I know in America they have like they have like Robbie Rogers. He was like one of the the the, the only out gay players. 
And then I think there was another American footballer star that recently came out. Yeah, so it was, um, it was last month during Pride Month. It is uh, yeah. Colin Martin from uh, Colin Minnesota Martin. United. What a, what a, what a team. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota. But also, you, amazing. Connor was saying that they have like a full Pride weekend in MLS, yeah. which is something that, that, that they do over there. Um, yeah. So it's completely different over there, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing to encourage people to come out. I mean, it's still not like a huge amount. Saying like two is kind of a victory. But... <laughs> <laughs> We've done it, guys. We've done it. <laughs> we got two players. It's fine. <laughs> I need any more. Yeah, I mean, at least they've got yeah some out there. And maybe that's because the, the league's quite new or the, the uh, I don't know, I don't, the grassroots is different there uh, where there's not that attitude. Um, it's a completely it's, different it's, game over yeah. there, isn't it? They even call it a wrong thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> So, so what do you think um, we need to do over here in, in from the grassroots start of things? You say like the FA mm. needs to kind of stamp it out, do these big campaigns and stuff. Yeah. What can we do at the smaller clubs to sort of stamp it out? Well, I think that's, I think, yeah, I think you hit it on, on the head there with the grassroots stuff. So if I draw back to obviously playing for the wide town, you know, 14, 15, 13, that sort of age, mm. uh, where I didn't necessarily, uh, well, I didn't really know what my sexuality was anyway, but I wouldn't feel comfortable at all uh, coming out. And it, it, the, there was that mentality there that you wouldn't be able to. I think it, I think you've got to start right there uh, at the, the smaller clubs, mm-hmm. so getting with the youth players, encouraging that conversation, um, encouraging better ways of coaching, um, stuff like that, that the FA and lots of different organizations can get behind uh, especially football clubs i think i think that's where you've got to you've got to look to change that attitude or change that mentality of it being quiet or not accepted in football because it's a bit of escapism as well football uh, yeah you sort of do the hard stuff during the week and then you get to the weekend want to relax want to go to a football match and mm. for some people coming out you know, it's difficult being at school and college, but then you can enjoy oh, yeah. your weekends going to the football, knowing that you know your team is quite open to the fact that there are LGBT supporters, and, and mm. you'd want that. I'd want that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And like, I mean, you're you're changing like you're changing a culture like um, implicitly. Like, if if so, it's 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 like if you think about the wider picture, it would be fantastic if that was encouraged Definitely. so yeah Definitely. football can change the world <laughs> on that note <laughs> th- thank you very much for coming on the podcast when is your no when is your um, se- when is your season to sort of kicking off I think our, our season I'm going to say think because I don't even know <laughs> um, so our season kicks off um, September time so the same sort of run as uh, Premier League clubs um, and then we've got a few sort of open trainings uh, training sort of open days that people can come along to um, and there's lots of clubs in London uh, that you can play for um, I might actually join one you should come join Soho <laughs> yeah I mean I live in Yorkshire yeah. so it would be a very long commute every match but yeah uh-huh. I think there's, um, there's a Yorkshire play team you know Can't Yorkshire remember Terriers the... yeah because yeah. I, I think I saw that earlier on today on Twitter. There so. we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no excuse now. <laughs> okay, I have to do it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, lovely to speak. No worries. No worries. Anytime.
<laughs> so, at the end of the podcast so far, we have done a little sticker thing. So you have to sort of guess the sticker for your World Cup book. Um, firstly, before we move on, how's Go the on. book coming along? Yeah, it's really, really good. I am actually excited to get some more stickers in it today. <laughs> so you're still, you're still going to prod along with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, have you not en- got any it- with you? No. I didn't think you would still be doing it. The World Cup's pretty much over. Well, it is over. yeah. I'm still doing it. Right, no. How I, long I are the stickers a... on sale for, though? I have no idea. Not a clue. They're probably not on sale now. But um, <laughs> I'll we'll have to find out. Oh, yeah, that's it. They were out. They were all out. I went to look and they hadn't... No, that's just an excuse. I don't believe you. <laughs> Instead, I thought we could end the podcast with a little um, World Cup quiz. Oh, yes. So a little England World Cup quiz. Okay, so question number one. What was the score... In England's first World Cup match at the World Cup. Ever? Yeah. Ever? Ever. Was it 1-0 oh. to the USA in 1930? Was it a 3-3 three, three draw to Uruguay in 1934? Was it 6-4 to Italy in 1938? Or 2-0 to Chile in 1950? The first ever match at the World Cup. The- what is the score in England's first match at the World Cup? I believe this was the 1930 World Cup, which was the first ever World Cup, and England were the overwhelming favourites playing the USA, and for some reason, England lost. Was that that match? I'm wrong, aren't I? I've selected the one you said, and it selected the one from 1950. Why? Did we not play any before 1950? Wait, so... It says here, England's first World Cup in 1950 began with a victory but they were knocked out at group stage after defeats in the USA and Spain. Ah, right. This will be the fact that I learned about. Um, So, yeah, England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales all played a home nations, a bit like the Six Nations thing. Oh, yes, yes. And they said, well, we're not going to the World Cup. We've got our own going on. So they refused until 1950 and then went, you know what? It looks like quite a bit of fun, actually. Let's join. So, right, okay. So we didn't do any World Cups until 1950. Question number two. Gary Lineker is England's top scorer at World Cups with ten goals. Yes. Which two players are joint second with five goals each? God, Wayne Rooney. Not an option. Oh, go on, what are the options? Which are the options? Bobby Charlton and David Beckham, Jeff Hurst and Harry Kane, Tom Finney and Roger Hunt, or Alan Shearer and Michael Owen? Alan Shearer and Michael (laughs) Owen, please. Incorrect. The answer was Jeff Hurst and Harry Kane. Lineker, Hurst and Kane are the only England players to have scored hat-tricks at World Cups. So you're telling me that this is a, a very up-to-date World Cup quiz then? Because I was going on the basis that this was not as up-to-date as it is. This is like today. <laughs> <laughs> I made it today. <laughs> OK, final question. Yeah. How many games did England win at the last World Cup in 2014? None, one, two or three. I don't think we won any. We drew one. So you're going for zero? Yeah. They played three games, scored two goals and went out at the first stage. There you go. Correct. Well done. Thanks very much. How many did I get there? <laughs> I like to get. I like to finish on a really upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> upbeat note. Um, so you got one out of out of three there. That's not that bad. It's, n- it's not that bad, but it isn't that great either. Oh, balls. Thanks for listening to Balls the Podcast. We have got a shiny new website. Woohoo! Ballsthepodcast.co.uk is the place to go. You can listen to them there, subscribe there as well. And if you want to message us, at Balls the Podcast. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Balls the Podcast. Bye, love. Tati bye-bye. <laughs>